Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. We're here to celebrate today, guys. We're here to celebrate church. We're here to enjoy church and to celebrate it. And, you know, this is, this is a generous church. And, you know, your giving has impacted our life. It's impacted Abbey Life Church that we're going to plant down in Belfast. And we're so thankful for that. You guys are a generous church. In fact, I think this is maybe the first Sunday that I've been here where I'm not getting fed. You know, not last time it was Father's Day. There was burgers. Last time before that, there was like donkeys and rabbits running about. It was Easter. You were getting fed all the time. So if anybody wants to take me out for lunch. You're more than welcome. Um, so yeah, I would, I would really appreciate that. We're so thankful to Pastors Andy and Victoria for giving us an opportunity to connect with you guys and to learn from you guys and, and, and they're generous pastors, guys. And we're just praying for them as they, as they travel home and they're out in the States doing missionary work. Yeah, unbelievable. Connecting with people out there, connecting with their culture and connecting with ideas and building relationships. I love being part of the ARC network. It's all about relationships and they're doing that out there and they'll bring some stuff home that'll encourage the church and encourage Abbey Life Church ourselves. So we're here to celebrate today, guys, and we're thankful to be in church. You're thankful to be at church this morning? Yeah? Encouraging? Yeah? Happy days. Awesome. Well, what we're going to talk about a little bit today is about weddings, okay? And there are times of celebration, weddings. And I know, I've got a story for you guys, but I know you guys started to record your messages, so I'm having to, like, tone it down a little bit, you know? You're recording messages, you're taking all the fun out of it. You know, it might help people on the other side of the world, but it doesn't help the speaker. So on my wedding day, okay, it all was going swimmingly well. It was going really good. I had a really good day, really good time for me. Like typically blokes have to show up, and I showed up, which was straightforward enough. And that was great. We had a great time. My wedding night, on the other hand, a little bit different. So at the hotel, we had a wedding suite booked. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. So, you know, we'd, we'd done a bit of boogieing, a bit of dancing downstairs. And it's time to sort of shuffle upstairs. And like, yeah, okay, let's go. And it was our wedding night. And um, next thing is my phone starts ringing. And it's one of my friends. I'm like, this guy having a laugh or winding me up? You know, why is he phoning me on my wedding night? You know, he's literally downstairs. He actually, some, you know, he's just trying to flip and hold me back here. He's trying to distract me. So I'm like looking at my phone going, is my friend ringing me? Should he answer it or should I? you know, enjoy myself, and it's like, right, I'm not going to answer that, and, you know, because I have friends like that, they'll do that sort of thing just to ruin your night, in fact, I have some friends, I'd be surprised if they weren't in the wardrobe, you know, but, um, and some have actually come out of the closet since then, but, um, so, um, basically, yeah, so I have these type of friends, that's okay, so I'm like, forget that, it's my wedding night, and I, I, the next thing is, my neighbor starts phoning, and I'm like, my neighbor, I don't, oh, they never ring us. Like, I don't really talk to them. I put my head down and walk into the house. And my neighbor's ringing on my wedding night. And I'm like, they don't even know it's my wedding night. They, they're not winding me up. So I answer the phone call. I said to Suzanne, my wife, like, should I answer this? She's like, no, no. And I'm like, I'll just answer it. So I answered it. And it turns out our house alarm was going off on our wedding night at like two or three in the morning, this was. And they were asking, listen, the whole neighborhood's awake. Is there anything we can do about this? And I'm like, listen, my wedding night, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not great. You know, whatever. The alarm's going off. And I felt bad and guilty, and I was like, like you know what? Like, it's not as if any alarms are going off in here, let's go. So we were like, I was like, I'm going back, turn off the alarm, you know, apologize to a few neighbors, they're up in their dressing gowns and whatever else. Back to the bridal suite, and my beautiful bride was waiting for me, sleeping, sleeping. And I was like, what the flip? This is a disaster. This isn't what marriage is meant to be about. And um, 
So basically then I was like, oh my goodness. So I was fairly grumpy that evening and then the next morning. But you know what? We made up for it in our honeymoon, so that was good news. Um, we went to America. It was awesome. We went out as white Irish people and we came back as wider Irish people. So we had a really good time in our honeymoon and it was fantastic. So, but I want to talk to you about another wedding, a wedding in the Bible that also could have been a disaster. Um, and it's a wedding at Cana. Um, and really... Really, there was, Jesus was invited to this wedding. His mother was invited to this wedding. And it's in John chapter 2. If you have a Bible, or potentially it might show up on the, on the back, which is awesome. And it says this. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And they ran out of wine, and the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus answered her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it come from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master said, the master called the, the, the bridegroom and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, but you have kept the good wine until now. So guys, a little bit of cultural context of this wedding. So typically, this is a, an engaged couple, and you would get betrothed or engaged for a year. It was a big deal. It was like a contractual thing. It would be a year. And the bride would go off uh, to her home and prepare and beautify herself. It only took her a year. You know, it was, it was fine. She would go there for a year. The, the groom would go to his house. He would prepare the home to bring his bride to. And then after a year, he would go and get her and, and bring her along. And there would be like a procession with the bride. There would be bride, uh, bridesmaids. There would be people, you know, excited and, and, and so excited about what's, what was going to happen. And they would come along and have the, have the wedding day, and, and really the, the bride and the groom, and I thought this was amazing when I was researching this, uh, and I don't know why we don't do it anymore, but the bride and the groom would wear a tiara, well the bride still do that, which is awesome, but also the groom would get to wear a crown, because for the week they were going to be like king and queen for the week, and they would celebrate a wedding for a week, it would last a week, unbelievable, unless you were really poor and it'd be like three days, or extremely poor, you might get away with a day, but typically the weddings in this culture would last a week, so it was a big deal, it was a big, um, a big game, a big play um, to, come to, these, to come to these weddings, so that's what would happen in this culture, and it was so significant, and we see here now that um, Jesus and his, his mother was invited to this wedding. Some people say that, some scholars would say that it was maybe like a family member, um, and, and that's what happened, so I want to just pick it up in, in verse 3. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. So really what was going on here, guys, was a cultural heresy because if you ran out of wine in this context, in this culture, at a wedding event, it was the worst thing ever. You know, you, the, actually what could have happened, the, the bride's family could have sued the groom's family. They could have been brought them to court, you know, like Judge Judy. What happened? Oh, we ran out of wine. Boom, jail. You know, it was a, a disaster. It was going to be a disaster and it was going to be a really bad time. Imagine starting off your wedding on that foot that, 
you know, we run out of wine. That you know, the in-laws are fighting amongst each other. Anybody got in-laws? Yeah. And sometimes it can be difficult. But imagine the difficulty in this one if you're bringing each other to court. Starting off your married life in this in this uh, circumstance would be horrific. Mary points out, the mother of Jesus points out the obvious. They ran out of wine. It was going to be a disaster. And Jesus says, like, what, what's that got to do with us? What, you know, what's so important about that? What's so, what, do we, what do we have to do about that? But, you know, Mary knew that when Jesus is there, when we ask him, he's compassionate, that he sees, and that he will get involved. They ran out of wine, but he was going to get involved. And I'm here to say this today, guys, in our lives and in our purposes, at times it can feel like, you know, we should be celebrating, but sometimes it can feel like we're running out of wine. Sometimes it can feel like I'm running out of energy. I'm running out of focus. It it just doesn't feel the same. But Jesus shows up at this wedding. I want to just show you what he does. Verse 5, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. And there's the answer. It's in the obedience. Whatever he says to you, do it. His mother says to the servants, just whatever it is, you just do it. Let's see what Jesus says. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Okay? So I need, um, let me see, there's, there's, I need maybe three, I'll get about two, two really strong men, okay? And you guys sat in the front today, which is unbelievable. It's like God's provision. So could I borrow you for a little second? And what I need you to do is lift out these, these, uh, this big jar, stone jar, okay? Now just watch, it's extremely heavy. So we're going to lift this out. We all lift it together. So now it's very heavy, guys, so just be careful. It's heavy. Come on. It's really heavy, guys. It's so heavy. Do you know these jars were purification jars for the Jews? And they would wash their hands. I just set it down at the, at the, at the front there somewhere. Um, over here. Yeah, I'm forward a wee bit there, lads. Oh, you lifted that really easy. Your backs will be broke. Just be careful. So what happened was these jars, when we read this, right, it says that they became 20 or uh, 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to him, then fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. Then he said, draw some out and take it to the masters of the feast, the master of the feast. So these water pots, guys, I used to think it was just like a little jar, and they were going to get, you know, water and just fill it up. But these held 20 or 30 gallons of water apiece, which is ridiculous. And there were six of them. Now, I'm not great at maths, but Google is. So I had done it on Google. I was like, what would this actually end up being? It was like 180 gallons of water, 800 liters of water approximately, um, that they had to fill. So the, the water pots were for Jewish purification. There were six of them, and they were massive. The, the Jews would go and wash their hands. It was for um, legalistic and ritualistic purposes to keep the law of Moses. And that's what these water pots were for, okay? But here we have Jesus coming and saying, here's the six water pots. Go and fill them with water. They've run out of wine, but Jesus says, go and fill the water pots with water. Does anybody see anything wrong with that? I I do. Now, we know the rest of the story, but just imagine you didn't, or this is the first time you've heard this story, because Jesus hadn't done any miracles up until this point. Not a thing had Jesus done. He had done no miracles. They run out of, run out of wine. Jesus tells them to go and get water. Now, if it was me, it'd be a different ballgame. Two big strong men. You sat down a little early, so I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Right? If this was me, and, and Jesus said, you know, go and fill the water pots of water, I'd be like, I think he's got it wrong. 
he must have got it. He must have mean something else. You know what? I'll, I'll maybe just rush off and steal some wine from the, from the wedding down the road. I'll go and borrow some of their wine. This guy here, he's like, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's got it right. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it my way. I'm going to go and press some grapes. So I need you to be a, grace, a grape presser, dude. So have you ever gri- pressed grapes before? No? Well, I have, so you don't have to take your shoes off for this. But typically what they would have done was take their shoes and socks off, got a load of grapes, and just started mulching like that. Yeah? No, a little bit more. Left your knees. That's it, man. What way do you want your wine? Do you know what I mean? You don't want it too bitter. You know what I mean? And no toenails in it, hopefully. So you keep mulching wine over there, buddy. And then what we have is the over-enthusiastic Christian, you know, the one that listens to Joel Osteen every day. And he's just like, life's so good. Life's so great. I can do this. You know, I just obey Jesus. This is awesome. And, you know, when Jesus says, go and get the six water, uh, water pots, water jars, and fill them with water, okay? Imagine, guys, when we read this, we're like, fill them to the brim. We just think, oh, it just happened. It didn't just happen. It just didn't happen. Something had to, you all right, buddy? <laughs> something, uh, something had to take place in order for this miracle to happen. So this guy here, full of excitement, full of joy, runs off to the well. And I've got him something that's pretty uh, useful for, for filling uh, the water pot up. And this is all the scale, guys. I've checked it out. This is all the scale. So he would have been like, you know what? Jesus said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get some water. Jesus said, this is what you have to do. And he goes and gets the water. Don't spill it if you can. And he's smiling because he's so excited. He gets to be a part of the miracle. Or he doesn't know it's a miracle. He's just like, Jesus said to do this. This doesn't make sense. He's like, did, did, did I hear him right? You know, the wine is running out, but Jesus tells me to go and get water. It doesn't make sense. Jesus, we're good for water. Thank you. We're all good for water. What is it in your life, guys, that, that maybe doesn't make sense? You know, something's running out, but Jesus tells you to go and do something else, and it just doesn't make sense. It's like, what's going on? Why am I doing this? It doesn't make sense. But in the obedience, this is where it's at. And look how excited this guy is about doing this. And he's pouring into these water pots all this water, and it takes time. Guys, I don't know where you are in your life, whether you're on the first water pot of 30 gallons which is like a bath full of water, a full bath full of water you're trying to fill up. And maybe you're so excited because it's the first water pot. We're planting a church. It's our first water pot. It's our first jar of water. And we're excited, more excited, more excited than this guy. And we're like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. You guys are three or four years down the line. You're maybe on your third water jar. And it's like, oh, this is tight. This is tough. This is difficult. But you know what? You keep smiling. You keep filling up the water jar. This guy's over here struggling. Are you struggling? You look like you're struggling. Are you sure? You got a bit red, man. It's all right. He's sort of struggling and going like, oh, you know, I'm going to fix this wedding. I'm going to fix what's going wrong in my life. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to just crunch all these grapes up and get the wine myself because the wine's running out. It's not the water. The water's not running out. It's wine is what we need. So this guy's really independent, really by himself, full of strength and full of, you know, he's the, he's the man. Whereas this guy is just smiling, excited, getting onto the water pots and filling them up and going, yeah, this is what it, this is what it takes. It takes obedience. So they filled them to the brim. And I just want to say, guys, you know, I don't know where you are in your life at the moment. Where you are in relation to the water pots. Whether you're like this guy, slowing down, pressing things, trying things. It's too difficult. Trying to do things your own way. And it's just like, this is tough. This is tight. Or whether you're like this guy still, full of excitement and joy, spilling water all over the place as he's doing this. But you're somewhere in between. You're neither maybe this guy that's like, you know, giving us stacks, trying to do everything and trying to crunch up grapes to make wine. And maybe you're not like this guy, so excited, full of smiles, full of life, 
that, you know, God's got everything going for him and he's happy. You know, every tragedy is a triumph or whatever, that type of attitude. You're somewhere in between. You're somewhere caught in the in-between. Maybe you're in pot one. Maybe you're in pot five. Okay, so thank you very much, guys. Give them a hand for their, uh, their obedience. Filling up the water pots wasn't easy. Why am I doing this? Did he hear him right? Run out of way. I'm having run out of water. We've run out of way. Did he hear him right? What's going on? Did I hear him right? He said, fill the water pots. Really? Fill the water pots? What's water pots got to do with this? And we'll soon find out what water pots have to do with this. And they filled them with it to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. Do you know God will use what's in your hand. These six water pots were nearby. They didn't have to go far. They were there, and were, they were there. They were ritual. They were religious. They were religious. Um, they were just where they're at. So whatever God has nearby for you, He can use. He can use your talents, your gifting, and your availability. Do you know what? Like 800 liters of water God was pouring into these stone jars. Unbelievable. It's just being available. And do you know, Jesus was going to transform the use of these jars. These jars that represented a religion and a, and a ritual and a legalistic law that was to clean the outside of their hands so that they could, you know, go on about their business and fulfill the law. Jesus was going to change these jars that brought about legalism, that brought about uh, reductionism in people's lives where they felt like, you know, they weren't good enough or weren't, 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 weren't great. They weren't great. Um, but Jesus was going to change these jars of legalism in the jars of love. He was about to transform these jars of water in the jars of wine. Do you know, some of these guys might have been thinking as they're walking back and forth, I knew Jesus was going to rock up. It's going to turn into a teetotal um, wedding. He's just trying to get us to drink water. He's going to, you know, what's going on here? Not so. Not so with Jesus. These water jars were going to bring joy and bring wine to that, uh, that wedding. There was going to be a celebration. The celebration looked like it was going to be destroyed and, 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 and they were going to give up. No, no, no. Jesus showed up and the celebration was going to continue and even be better than it was before. So this is what Jesus does. He comes and he says, take that wine and give it to the master of the feast and let him try it. So these guys are like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? This is, this is just water. This is embarrassing. And sometimes... In our lives, God will call you to do something in obedience, or it looks risky. It looks like this may not work. I'm exhausted from filling these water pots. I'm at my rope's end. I'm about to give up. But now he's telling me to do something else, to go even further and give it to someone else. What, so they can laugh at me? What, so they can point their fingers at me? What, so they can just think I'm insane or I'm, I'm, I'm you know, this, this isn't worth it? But you know what? They took it, they went, and they drew out the wine. You guys just seen a miracle here this morning, guys. You guys have just seen a miracle. Um, they brought out the wine. They brought it to the master of the ceremonies, and he tasted it. Flip me. That's strong stuff. No, it used to be Robinson's. We don't buy Robinson's anymore. Too expensive. It costs 11 and things like that. Probably some Littles juice. And... He tasted it, and he was shocked, and he was surprised. Guys, I want you to know this, that the wine that Jesus gives can shock and surprise people when they've run out of wine. 
when they're just drinking water, when it looks like it's going to be a disaster, Jesus can give wine that will change their lives. Do you know, it's the connection. It's the connection that will change people. And it's that connection. When he tasted that wine and he seen that it was good, he didn't know where it came from, but he seen that it was good. He was like, wow, this is, there's something different in this wine. You've, you've left until now to bring out the good wine. You know, in that culture, they, they normally set out the good wine at the start, and then people would drink and maybe a little bit too far, and then set out the stuff that would be like paint stripper, you know, the stuff that's really like vinegar, and it's went off, and they're, they're drinking, and it's disgusting. But he sets these like, this tastes so good. So that connection led to a redirection, and, and it would show up as a resurrection. So this is the first miracle that Jesus does. He turns the water into, into wine. He saves the wedding day. Jesus saves the wedding at Cana. It could have been a disaster, but that connection led to a redirection. And Jesus has saved my life, and for some of you guys, he saved you, and it could, you can, it could have ended up in a totally different direction. But Jesus comes and offers new wine, and he says this connection will lead to a redirection so that you can live your life connected to purpose, that there is a purpose for your life, that there is a call for your life, there is a plan for your life, and Jesus has that plan and has that purpose for your life, and it's marked out for your life. This is going to make a real difference. And they took it when the master of the feast had tasted the water, was made wine, and did not know where it came from. The master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out good wine. When the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. Guys, we have had some good wine in our lives. The Hills Church is a good wine church. It needs to be a church where we go and give out and offer the people that wine, offer the people the taste and see that God is good. Do you know what's interesting? John puts it in the, in the, in the narrative in the, in the Bible. He said, on the third day, they went to the, the wedding of Cana. Do you know what God does miracles on third day? Why does he write third day? And I don't know, but it's unbelievable. It's the first miracle he's going to do. And John writes the third day, Jesus done something. Maybe you're in day one. Maybe you're in day two. But don't give up. Your third day is coming. Maybe you're in pot four. Maybe you're in pot five. Maybe you're coming into pot six. You don't know what's going on. Don't give up. It's going to change, it's going to transform, it's going to be renewed, and it's going to deliver, and it's going to save the day, because that's what our God does. He saves the wedding, and he saves the day. I don't know what day you're going through, but Jesus will save it. Don't give up. Maybe you're serving in car park team, keep pouring in, keep pouring in. Maybe you're serving in kids team, keep pouring in, keep pouring in. Maybe you're serving in the band, keep pouring in, keep pouring in. Whatever it is, maybe you're just giving of time and finances and prayer, fantastic. Keep pouring in because you know what? At some stage and for some people's lives, there's a transformation that will take place, amen? And it's an encouraging, guys, to know this, that it was interesting that there's six water pots. And I'm like, why is there six water pots? What, what's six? And the, Bi the Bible says, like, number six is like the number of man. It's incomplete. It's imperfect. It's, it's not fulfilled. It's not there. So there were six water jars there. And I'm thinking, why is there six? You know, why could there not be seven? And then when I was looking at it, I was like, do you know what? Maybe there was seven. Maybe Jesus is the seventh jar. Because... These water pots, these water jars were filled with water turned into wine. Jesus was filled with love, and he would be broken on the cross, and out of his heart would flow water and blood. And we know that the, re the wine represents blood. We know that's what happens here. 
And Jesus gave his life on the cross by pouring out the water and blood. And that blood saves us. That blood has redeemed us. That blood has saved us. Guys, the first miracle Jesus done was to save a wedding. One of the last miracles that he done on the cross was to save a wedding. The wedding of the marriage supper of the Lamb, that we could go to heaven, that we could have an eternity with him. Jesus is about saving things. Jesus is about celebration. Jesus brought the celebration that could go on for a week now and they could enjoy wine. Do you know what? There's a celebration, guys, in our life. There's a celebration coming that won't just go on for a day or three days or a week, but that will go on for eternity because of the blood and the water that come out from his side, that we are covered by his blood and that he has saved us and that he celebrates with us to come along and to join him and to be part of the, of the wedding supper. And I think that's exciting. And I think it's good news. And I think, do you know what? That you're invited to be part of that wedding too. Just like Jesus and the disciples were invited to Cana, you're invited to be part of that relationship with God. That God was going to change these pots of ritual into pots of relationship. Things were going to change. And guys, I believe for you, if you don't know Jesus here today, there's an opportunity for you to know him. Go to the Connect Corner and connect. Take home a box and, and take home a, start, a welcome pack or starter pack and just be encouraged that our God is a God who loves celebration, loves marriage, and loves relationship. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Waterside Theatre, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?